You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Good morning, church family. Uh, it's Brick here, and I am glad that you have tuned in to our Thursday podcast. Um, this morning, I have the privilege of having the chance to hear from Lindsay Skipper. So, Lindsay, I am super glad that you're here this morning. Thanks for being on the podcast. I'm glad to be here this morning. Good stuff. Well, church family, I'm glad that you've tuned in this morning. And um, what we're going to be talking about this morning is sharing our stories. And in particular, um, we're going to hear Lindsay's story, her testimony, how the Lord just kind of um, walked her through life and has um, kind of brought her till now or just kind of how he's worked in her life. So, Lindsay, I'm super excited. I haven't had the chance to hear your story, um, and so I'm super excited to hear for it. And I'm just going to give the reins to you and sure. help you share. Yeah. So in our Sunday school class, our Bible study group, um, when we did our shared our stories mm-hmm. um, last year, um, we just kind of went around the room and signed up for everybody to, to pick a day to share their story, and we shared our stories then. But Ben wanted to do it again this year and I'm so glad he did because we've had some new people come Mm. in to the group since then and even people that um, did share their story before they got Mm. to share their stories again and you know maybe sometimes share a little bit more of Mm -hmm. their um, past or their testimony and it's just been a really good way for us all to get to know each other better and Mm. to appreciate what God has done um, in everyone's lives and um, it's just been a really great way for us to build community and so um, I shared my story um, last week in our group and Ben Mm. said you should share your story on the podcast and I'm one of those people who feel like (laughs) I don't have a big story to share you know Uh because I grew up in church and um, I love to follow the rules and so And so as I listen to other people share their stories, sometimes I think, well, my testimony is not that amazing, Mm -hmm. you know. But uh, as of the last probably three or four years, God's really been showing me um, some things in my life and has shown me that I do have a story to tell, even though it's maybe not your typical um, testimony. So I'm just going to read it because I wrote it down um, before I shared last week in class, just so that I would stay on track. I'm going to read it, and then um, if you have any questions, we'll talk about it later. Love it. I'm excited. I was saved when I was eight years old. I grew up here at Carterville, surrounded by a loving family and so many people who poured into me and discipled me. I was born a rule follower and people pleaser, so for a long time, being a Christian was all about doing the right thing and following the rules, and I was so good at it. In high school, I began to mature in my faith some and actually began to have a relationship with Jesus. I wasn't just following the rules anymore. My heart was still so full of judgment and pride toward those who didn't hold themselves to the standards that I thought necessary for Christian living. I was very quick to judge others and to look down on them from my self-righteous high place. Thankfully, in college, I began to question my faith some. I never turned from it, but looking back, I can see how my struggles with believing God broke my hard heart into a soft heart that God could use and shape and remold into what He wanted it to be. When I was about 15, I was talking to Brother Hogan about feeling a call to ministry. 
I really didn't know what that would look like for a woman, but he asked me, what if God called you to marry a pastor? No way, I thought. I've got big plans for my life. But obviously God had bigger plans because I met Ben and we got married and began doing youth ministry together. We went on our first youth trip only two weeks after we got married. And most of the time I had no clue what I was doing. I really struggled with feelings of inadequacy during this time, though I loved our youth and college kids so much. I was still so self-righteous that I had a difficult time meeting them where they were. We had our first son in 2006, and in 2007, we had a miscarriage. This was a dark time for me, but looking back, I can see how God used this to strip away another hard layer of my heart of pride. There's not a defining moment for me, but so many little and big things that God has used over the years to save me from myself. Seeing people we love dearly struggle to support family members with addiction, trying to help one of our own dear friends with sobriety by inviting her to live in our home, raising kids and realizing that no matter what I do or how hard I try, they get to make their own decisions, <clears throat> breaking my back in 2018 and having to rely on others for literally everything for two months while I healed. God has used so many things in my life to reveal my pride and my false hope in myself. When I am weak, he is strong, for his power is made perfect in my weakness. I'm so glad that he has and is saving me from myself. Hmm. Super good. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, thanks for reading that out. Um, I guess one thing that, as you share your story, one thing that resonates with me is the idea of, I think there's times when I get to a season in my life where I'm like, oh man, like I'm, I'm pretty good. Like I've gotten to this place where... Yeah. Oh man, I'm like I'm a good person, and then the Lord just brings up this other circumstance to say, "Hold up, Brick. Right. You've got something that I still want you to work on." Yeah. Um. So really grateful for that. So Lindsay, you talk a lot about um how the Lord has worked in your life in regards to countering this perfectionism mm-hmm. and countering this idea of you know I need to work for right. for for so that I can approach God. Um, and I really do feel that that is, that there are a lot of church members in our church family and kind of in really in our culture, in our area, in the Pine Belt, where that's a struggle um, that we deal with. And I'm just wondering, is there anything just off the top of your head that you can say that the Lord is, some ways that the Lord has helped you grow and and be humble in that. You kind of like the idea of breaking a hard heart to a soft heart. Yeah. What has been some things that have, that have that the Lord's used to help you in that area? Yeah. Um, I think for me, a lot of it has been life circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it has been some things that I've read and, mm-hmm. and challenged myself with. I think of one book on... Um, in particular on humility mm-hmm. by Andrew Murray that I read that really kind of opened my eyes to some things and mm-hmm. um, just my my pride yeah. and um, in my good deeds and my ability to follow the rules. And I like, the, for me, it's like, this is easy for me. And mm-hmm. if you're familiar with the Enneagram, I'm a one. And so I'm like, <laughs> okay, here's the things that need to be done. Let's yeah. get them done and let's do it. And I don't, I, I never made a lot of time in my life for, um, or I guess really understood people that it was hard for, you know, mm-hmm. that it was mm-hmm. hard to get yeah. things done or to follow the rules or to see the expectations clearly. Cause for me, it's always been easy. Um, but like I mentioned, just some of it too was walk, walking through some, um, struggles with mm-hmm. friends, some addiction and things mm-hmm. like that, walking through that with people and really seeing like 
how difficult it is. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Um, that has really opened my eyes some. Mm-hmm. And really, I think, honestly, it was just a work of God showing me that, yep. you know, look, you got some issues that you need to deal with. You mm-hmm. know, your heart is not where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my favorite quotes from Andy Stanley, he says that mm-hmm. he, it's really hard to see greed in the mirror. And I think it's really hard to see pride in the mirror, too. Absolutely, yeah. And so God was just, like, you know, holding up that mirror to me and saying, look how ugly your heart is, you mm-hmm. know. And that was really that was really hard for me, you know. I mean, to yeah. think, well, but God, I do all these things, you know, and mm-hmm. I've been in church almost every time the doors are open, and I grew up in church, and, you know, I do all these things for you. But he was really mm-hmm. saying, look at your heart, though, you know. Like, your heart is not where I want it to be. Yeah, so. yeah. Wow. Super good. Well, Lindsay, I I appreciate you sharing your story. And I think, I mean, out of that, just sitting right here, I, I guess I know Lindsay better, right? Because I know, I know your background. I know a little bit of how the Lord has um, worked in your life really from a young age till now. And um, that's, I, I love that, that y'all Sunday school class is doing that. And honestly, I guess as a challenge to our church family is to say, man, it's really good to, in a way, I mean, exercise some vulnerability. Yeah, for to sure. To say, yeah. let's let's share when when we're vulnerable to share our story with someone else, and to share really not, not just our story, but also how God is has very much worked in that, and how He's kind of painted, like, use the term, painted our picture. Yeah. Um, it's it's just there's this idea of I think it really builds community and builds trust and dependence, and so I love that. I, I think really it does, that. and I think. Too, when we talk about what God has done in our lives, it makes much of Him, mm-hmm. you know. It, because Absolutely. like my story is, you know, oh, I thought I was doing all this great stuff, but God came in and said, "Wait a minute, you know, like you're yeah. not doing this right," mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And mm-hmm. so He kind of turned that upside down for me. And so um, I think when we share our stories, we say, "Look what God has done for me mm-hmm. and through me and in me." And so, yeah, I would challenge, you know, um, Bible study groups just to yeah. share your story you know we just passed around a card that had dates on it schedule and people it. just yeah, yeah just signed up and you know um and totally okay if you don't feel comfortable doing that you know mm-hmm. not everybody in our class signed up um but it's been a really great way for us to get to know one another and to mm-hmm. build that community and to be vulnerable like mm-hmm. you said so yeah. love it great well Lindsay, thank you for sharing your story yeah. thank you for kind of I guess just showing us again some some areas in our lives that we we may need to continue working on and bringing before the Lord. So, church family, I'm I'm glad that you have tuned in, that you've had the chance to listen to Lindsay's story, um, and I would encourage you to examine your own hearts mm-hmm. and take a look at if there's any areas in your life where you feel like, um, you know, maybe there's some perfectionism and and you need to bring that before the Lord in humility. Um, Also, one thing that I want to encourage you in is continue to be praying for the Who's Your One campaign and really for the person that the Lord would put on your heart to share the gospel with. Um, We're super excited for it and we're excited to hear from Ben again on Sunday in the in the upcoming days. And so today, I pray that as you finish this podcast, that you'll just take a moment to, to pray and ask the Lord for, you know, Lord, who is my one? But also, um, if you found if you have found your one, that you'll just pray for them, that there'll be an opportunity to share the gospel with them. So again, thanks for tuning in, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.